Blog Talk Radio. can just never match that seriousness dude that's such a great opening and I just, <laughs> hey guys how we doing welcome to the last hundred days i can't help it i'm mr peppy and that's such a great intro michael oh my but goodness it, you know it, hey. it's still kind of funny although i did realize i i sound like i'm saying or maybe it's just the music meyer in chief as opposed to liar in chief both of them work. But He's I in did... a quagmire, that's for damn sure. But well, yeah, hey, everyone, welcome things. to the Last 100 Days podcast. It is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton, and that was Michael Vega, my co-host. We are going to be uh, taking phone calls today. If you want to call in, talk about anything that we talk about, or if you have a subject you want to bring up, it's 347-989-0126. you got about 50 minutes to give us a call in, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day here in L.A. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting through. <laughs> I mean, nice. it's so funny. That, you know, I, I, want, I want there to be, like, some sort of official report of this was my day and this I did this and that and that and that. But it all just blends. So I'm not sure if, if what I did was today or yesterday or in March. Uh, who knows? There you go. Sometimes just making that second pot of coffee is the achievement for the day, and you're done. I'm telling you. Sometimes I'm waking, waking up and not soiling my bed. You know, like getting to the bathroom. I mean, that's even an accomplishment. <laughs> not that I so I do not oh my soil my bed, folks. Don't take that. That that was that was completely. There you uh, go. Uh, we're a little too TMI. First five minutes into the show, I love it. You're oh welcome. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Well, a quick recap. If you missed yesterday's show, guys, uh, my other co-host, Brandon, and I were very lucky to have Sean Malloy on. He is the senior political director from the uh, – it's called – God, I forget the name of the thing. What's it called? It's called the Victory Fund. There we go, LGBTQ Victory Fund. The Victory Fund. He's the senior political director. They are in charge of endorsing and supporting LGBTQ candidates in every level throughout the 50 United States. It was a fascinating interview. If you have a chance, go check out the podcast of it on our site there. But we had a great chat. Uh, we have one of the biggest diverse fields of any time this year going out. We talked about 2018 was a huge um, LGBTQ wave where the Victory Fund endorsed 100 or 247 candidates of which 176 of them won. And last night, we made mm-hmm. history in Kansas. We had Stephanie Byers won her primary for the Kansas State House seat. She's on track to become the very first out trans person ever elected to public office in Kansas. She was unopposed oh, awesome. in her primary. It's a Democrat-leaning district, so she has a better-than-average chance of winning it against a Republican there. 
And it's pretty exciting stuff. So it was a great night for LGBTQ candidates last night. So it was a fun show yesterday, and we had a good night in our five primaries that were going on. So that's always fun. Oh, good for her. My fingers are all crossed. All the fingers crossed. Exactly. But you said she's running unopposed, right? Is that what you just said? Did I miss that? She's not running unopposed, but she's running in a heavily Democratic district, and a Republican is not super – doesn't have a, a big chance of winning. So it's not a, it's not okay. a sure thing, but it's a better than probable sure thing. Good. So that's, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I was able to interview on my show, on the Left of Straight show, a few weeks back. We had um, Rosemary Ketchum on. She was elected last month the very first trans person in all of West Virginia. She was elected on the Wheeling West Virginia city council. And that's only about an hour and 10 minute drive from here. So I had her on the show and it's fascinating. Trans people are really uh, coming on their, uh, into their own in politics. I believe uh, Sean told us yesterday, there's 26 out trans people currently serving at some level of government in the United States right now. So that's pretty good. Um, a government representative of, of the people. That's <laughs> exactly. That is the goal, and I'm choking all of a sudden. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Couldn't speak. <laughs> please, please. Whoa. please. I, I'm not sure if I could uh, handle that on there. <laughs> who do I call? Who do I call if that happens? Is mom around? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Youngtown nine one one. I'll call Hollywood nine one one. You call Youngtown nine one one. If either of us seems to be dying on air, and I'm not talking about just being boring, but if we're dying literally, <laughs> call the nine one one. There you go. <laughs> either or, either or, some sirens and stuff, and you know, medics that that will put some spice in the show. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there's lots of things to talk about tonight, Michael. We should probably uh, talk with some of the hit parades. You weren't on yesterday. We got to talk just a little bit about the um, com- the comedy event of the summer, which was the Axios interview with Jonathan Swan. Um, give me your thoughts, dude. Give me your thoughts. Oh, God, where do you begin? I mean, You know, so many of my friends were, you know, it was on social media everywhere uh, saying, you know, some people honestly thought it was a Saturday Night Live skit. Um, It looked it was It was everything that a president shouldn't be in, you know, in a very short time. I mean, you know, he did an amazing job. He did did what, what anybody trying to interview, you know, a clinical narcissist should do. Keep on those questions. When he says something that, that, doesn't, that isn't right, question that, you know, at the point where, where Swan asked, you know, what, what manuals, what books, you know, because Trump right. likes to throw out, you know, he just throws out whatever, whatever he can to, to put you off track and, you know, to call him on that. Just like, no, we're going to address the thing you just said right now. You don't get any toss-offs. You don't get to bully me into going on to my next question. You know, you got to right. take your guns and keep at it. Exactly. Jonathan Swan is an amazing reporter. I've seen him as a pundit on a lot of television shows before. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's cute and has an accent, so he's got that going for him. But it's just he is an excellent reporter. 
And I was well, nothing was says thought, smart like an English accent. Exactly. But I, I like exactly as you said, he pressed him. He goes on so many of these softball interviews, and we're going to talk about his second comedic performance of the week, uh, his Fox and Friends interview today. They've so far um, fact-checked 20 errors in his uh, statements this morning on Fox and Friends, and that's only because they just had a rough pass at it. But um, you got to hold him to the, his feet to the fire because people that he goes on all these softball interviews where they don't ask him anything important, and, and everyone does it. I mean, I'm sure Biden's done the same thing, gone in some softball places, but uh, you need to have reporters that will ask the tough questions and demand the answers. And, and, who, those, uh, in, and who don't give in to the bullying because his – his way of, of dealing with people, especially one-on-one, you know, he, he is a big bully. You know, he tries right. to actively pu- pushes you away from the question. You know, he, he, he's dismissive. He's, you know, completely arrogant as if he doesn't have to explain himself. Like he could just throw out some random bit of information that he just, you know, that came to the top of his head. And you, you shouldn't question him on that. Right. You know, that's... no. It- it's just crazy. I mean, it's just wild. If anyone out that, there has not seen it, do yourself a favor. Make yourself a little cocktail or, or tea or whatever you need and, and sit down and enjoy that Axios interview because it is uh, morbidly entertaining. Exactly. Get your favorite adult or non-alcoholic beverage and go for it because it is worth every second. Uh, Jonathan's looks that he does to things i mean trump is like shuffling papers trying to throw him graphs and charts or she has no idea what they're saying on them and jonathan just looks at it and says are you sure this is what you want to say about this graph do you know what you're talking about here and it was yeah. just, just well, when he says you know jonathan says well, well you're looking at oh when he, when trump says no 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 we're lower than the rest of the world I, I think some of my, my gray matter fell out of my ear. Oh my <laughs> you know, gosh. our numbers here are lower than the rest of the world. Did, did you just hear yourself? <laughs> and I forget what he what he was referring to, but something where he says, oh, yeah, it's in the books. It's in all the books and magazines. And Jonathan says, what book? What magazine? Give me one. You know, the books yeah. and magazines. He couldn't name anything. Well, but <laughs> well, Jonathan was trying to tell him that you know those charts. That w- what that was referring to is is deaths uh, as it relates to population. And then did you hear Trump say, "Well, you can't do that." And Swan re- uh, replies, "Well, why can't I do that? You know, that's what the information <laughs> you're looking at is. We need to exactly what we're looking at. Well, you can't do that. What? What? It was great. I mean." Mail-in ballots, it might take a month or so to get everything counted. And Jonathan said, yeah, and your point is you don't leave office for two and a half months after the election, so what's your point? <laughs> yeah, that's called a fair election. Go figure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. It was just a comedy show for the ages. And as I said, today he went on Fox and Friends probably trying to clean up that interview with a friendly interview. And as I said, they, they did it. They found at least 20 false claims um, on the Corona pandemic. He talked about children being almost immune, which is 
in, untrue, talked about going back to school. He talked about ventilators, that the U.S. had nothing in terms of ventilators before he was his administration got them together, when the fact was there was 19,000 ventilators in the national stockpile. Uh, there's only 16,000 of them that worked, but that's still 16,000 more than the zero he said were there. For mail-in voting, he talked about voter fraud. And of course, what we've talked about before, there's only a 0.006% that it's ever happened in the past. Um, and of course, you saw he changed positions yesterday and decided this is the silliest thing ever. So yesterday, okay. he decides that it's okay for mail-in balloting in Florida because they know how to do it right there, and it's more absentee balloting. But today they sued Nevada for sending out absentee ballot applications to everyone in the state. So well, Florida's okay. Send one today. today they're suing Nevada. He claims Nevada. they're going to send one in Nevada to everyone that ever, ever lived in Nevada. Right. Do you think – let me ask you this. Do you think, I mean, you know, he's, he's a former business, well, still a businessman, and he's, you know, he's used to uh, the art of the con. Do you think he actively lied, like he knows the lie that's going to come out of his mouth? Or do you think it's just, like, just knee-jerk reactions to, like, it, I just don't, I wonder if it's, if every lie is, is calculated. Does he think, you know, just before he says it, well, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie about this. Or is it just, the, the bile that just spills from his mouth unconsciously. I think it is. I think it's just a stream of stream of consciousness thought talking it in his mind. That's how it is. He really thinks that everything's hunky dory or he's going to make it hunky dory before they can fact check him on it. He doesn't understand the <laughs> thing called computers that can fact check real time. But I think so. Oh, I think he just it. says whatever he thinks needs to be said that the, the people want to hear at the time without any regard whether it's truthful or not he'll just hope he'll clear it up later or walk it back or say he was kidding later he has no throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall and let's see what sticks right 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 i mean like i said there's more stuff he said that germany is totally delinquent to payments to nato first germany doesn't owe anything to them um he said Obama never talked about anyone owing money, and it's like there's all sorts of things showing that Obama did urge them to pay their money for NATO. Then he talks about China, and, of course, he's calling it the China virus again all day. Yeah. And said that uh, no other president had taken in 10 cents from China. Well, it's like, yeah, we kind of take in $12.3 billion per year from the tariffs from China. We do kind of take a little money back from China. So it's uh, it's just lie, lie, lie. He lied about lie, Joe lie, Biden. Lie. He lied about everything else. It's just well too much. Hopefully to there's uh, – did you read there's a, a, histo- a, a political historian, uh, Alan Lichtman? who's apparently uh, predicted every presidential race since 1984. And he's predicted uh, a, a Biden win, <laughs> you know, yay praise, whatever. I like that. Uh, but it's interesting. One thing he did say about polls and stuff. Uh, he said, polls are just snapshots in time. He said, none of this in the end has any impact whatsoever on the outcome of an election. 
which I thought was interesting. And, and his prediction model uh, looks at several different categories and, you know, uh, true-false statements, and it's nothing to do with the polls. And he has been able to predict since 1984. So that that's a bit of, you know, that has me hopeful that this person may yeah, be right. Yeah, that's interesting. I am. That does make me hopeful. I'm the same person. I don't put a lot of stock in the polls. We've talked about it over the last two weeks here that polling um, was very inaccurate last election. I think it is more accurate this election. But really, national polls don't mean anything because those things change so quickly. You've got to do state-by-state polls, and there's just a lot more of a science to it than that. So, yeah, I agree with you. And listen, you know, if you – and like you said, you know, it's snapshot in time, you know – who I am today and what I think tomorrow is going to alter. I mean, not about the presidential race, but, but think about it in terms of, you know, somebody asks you a, a question about something today. Is your answer today going to be the very same as tomorrow? Maybe, right. maybe not, depending upon the topic. You could lean, you know, if somebody gives you a scale of you feel about this from one to ten. Where are you on, on this scale? Right there. Yeah, you're there. I heard crashing. There we go. I think the headphone crashed again. I can tell. I can always tell when Michael's walking too. Michael's on a three foot leash with his headphone. And when Michael goes 3.2 feet, we know we're going to hear a crash somewhere. Stop wandering. (laughs) But anyway, uh, where I am, where you are on, on, on a scale of belief is it changes from day to day. So that's why I don't always listen put too much weight in the in polls right 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 well there's so much to talk about today um any place you want to go first before i start doing some of my jumping off points here no no you you jump on off and i will weasel my way in well um one of the things i think we need to talk about they are having a little more productive talks today about the um relief package the COVID relief package. Um, Supposedly in talks today, the negotiators, and you got to realize that the Democrats are sending the leaders of their party to negotiate, right? You have Chuck Schumer, leader of the Senate, and you have Nancy Pelosi, leader of the House. They're the ones doing this negotiating. The White House is sending Mark Meadows, chief of staff, and uh, Steve Mnuchin, the treasury secretary. The Senate is sending a bunch of Beauregard senators. Mitch McConnell's not taking any part in these whatsoever as the leader of the Senate in these talks. So I guess part of the good news today is the people that are doing the negotiating today have raised it up $200 more. So instead of the $600 a week that the Democrats were asking for unemployment and the 200 Republicans, they are now at $400. But Mitch McConnell did say he is willing to go to the 600 if the president agrees to it. So things are moving in a way um, they need to go. I do think that Democrats have all the cards in their favor on this thing, because what are these guys going to do? Go back to their thing and say, sorry, we're not we didn't get any money for you. And people that are trying to win elections. Exactly. I just don't think they have a lot of negotiating room. They can have an Supposedly, Trump says that they don't finalize something by Friday. He's going to do an executive action, and who knows what that'll be, and if that's even legal. But it is starting to go in the in the right direction. Hmm. 
Well, he he made the claim uh, today that uh, you know there would be there would already be a a something final by now. But of course, he has to blame the Democrats and you know all of their partisan uh, uh, points in in the deal. Come on, man. <laughs> Just stick well, with that, one line that's the time. thing. The Democrats plan out May thirteenth. Okay, so it's been out for two months now. The Democrat plan of what of that what they wanted to do, and there was a lot of asks in it. And I'm not saying there probably wasn't some. They all throw pork in different things, but it was stuff oh, that needs to be done. The Republicans didn't even draft a response to it until a week ago. They didn't even give a response till a week ago, and this has been out for for eight weeks now. So it's like there is no good faith that the Democrats are playing partisan. It's like, no, you didn't come up with a plan. Just like health care. We're going to repeal and replace and do a better plan. What's your better plan? We'll, we'll tell you after repeal and replace it. Well, what are you going to repeal yeah, and replace? They don't have any plans. And the same thing with this is like. What's that plan that was part of your campaign promise? <laughs> exactly. So the Democrats have put up a plan for the second relief package. And the Republicans don't have a plan. They, they had one last week, and, it, and it's fi- far short of what's needed to do. So it's like, how can you with a straight face say, yeah, the Democrats are really pulling partisanship? It's like, dude, you don't even have a plan. Come on. It's just, it's just so disingenuous that I don't know how I mean, everyone you know, doesn't see through it. I, well, I mean, if your only source of news is is – you know, Fox and Friends and, and you know, Breitbart and what have you, then right. yeah, then that stuff is gonna <laughs> that stuff is gonna make you believe that, oh yeah, you, you must be right. You know, like I said, uh, a couple shows ago, I made the mistake of uh scrolling a little bit too much on conservative Twitter and wow these people just wake up to just spread lies. Like mm. I, I don't <laughs> You know, they set their alarm, you know, 8 a.m., I've got to go, and, you know, there's this one guy that every morning, I don't know his name, it's like Bingo Bongo, some some dude, you, I think he follows us on our, on our Twitter, uh, every morning, it's the most corrupt president in all of history, uh, oh, Barack Obama, hashtag Obamagate. Like, you literally wake up every morning and think, I've got to go <laughs> put this on Twitter. Like, and you had there's no basis for this. I mean, even even 45 couldn't make it stick. Like these people are just. Ugh. It's uh, anyway. It's amazing the trolls you can find on Twitter. That's definitely true. There is some interesting. Um, Sally Yates was before Congress today to talk about the hmm. election. They are going to try so hard to make this Russian thing their October surprise. They have this John Durham guy that's putting this report together. He's interviewing the head of the CIA now, Brennan, John Brennan, um, in the next couple weeks. But they are just all but saying they're going to bring out this report on how horrible the the, the Obama administration and FBI and CIA handled the Trump-Russian collusion thing that they're going to try to, to dump this really hard and how Mike Flynn is all this. So Sally Yates was up on the Hill today in front of Congress, and I guess she did say she didn't agree with the um, Mike Flynn interview. 
So that's that's something uh, yeah. else they have. So we're going to have to hear we'll about all this again. Or... Right. Or so, or so that it's just, I don't know. I mean, they're trying to redo this thing that happened back in 2016, which wasn't reported on until after he won the election. I mean, even if there were shenanigans going on, and I'm not thinking there were anything purposely, this none of none of it was said to any voter to anything until after the election, and Trump had already won. So it did not affect one vote, right? as opposed to all their baloney Hillary Clinton stuff they put out and James Comey saying that Clinton has more investigations on emails that turned out not to be true. So, I mean, at least there was actually stuff said about her and nothing was ever said about Trump. Um, the dossier stuff and everything happened after the election. So it's like, but I mean, if this is your October surprise, I, I, I'm not sure it's going to even have, and that much of an effect. I mean, do people honestly care? I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. This is something that's been going on for too long. It's already baked in the cake. The people that think that they're corrupt think they're corrupt. That that Trump got railroaded. Yeah. They already think it. I don't think it's going to yeah, change was, anyone's mind. So now it's just a aha. Uh, uh, uh-huh, see, we were right. You know, it's not. It's not. Right. You know, there's there are no bombs being dropped. I mean, you know, except according right. to forty five in Beirut. In Beirut. Oh, I know. Gosh he, darn. He made I a mean, false claim. You can't even like, tell the truth about are that. Telling him, exactly. Yeah, he just came out and said, it looks like a bomb. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's still an investigation. Yeah, they're trying to, you know, they're wondering why there was so much of uh, ammonium something or another, you know, stockpiled right. there. Nitrate. Right. And something would have had to trigger that, you know, fire or something. But there's no indication that there was. Uh, a, a bomb, or there was an attack, but yet he's up there in front right. of you know the country saying, "Oh yeah, Does, there are consequences. There are your words have meaning. You know, you, you have well, you have just, people who have families there. You have people who who herald from there, and you're going to make these false claims. Oh yeah, there was a bomb dropped in Beirut. Shut up. It's just like we said before, he's not even embarrassed by it. I mean, the guy says, yeah, my leaders are saying it probably was a bomb. And then you have your head of defense go on national TV and say, no, we don't think it was a bomb. We never thought it was a bomb. (laughs) Could be, but we're still investigating. But we never thought it was. I mean, it's like. (laughs) And a rational human, a rational, intelligent human would would go back. Like, even if you, even if he slipped up and there was a little gap and he said, oh, well, you know, it looks like a bomb. After that said, wouldn't you come back and say, hey, I jumped the gun. You know, we're still investigating. I, my best people are on it or, or, or what have you. But no, he just, you know, he sticks to his guns on, on his lies. Right. Guys, if you're out there listening, and again, if you want to call in, the phone number is 347-989-0126. we got lines open. We'll put you on anything you want to talk about and the things that we have, because there's still a lot more going on, because this is the Trump administration. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. What what do so I, I just have read, uh, Oh, go ahead. I have uh, – so Warren, among, among uh, other officials, are questioning – this Monday or Tuesday – a data mining company called MobileWalla. Which apparently was, I mean, you know, they collect data. That's what they do on locations, uh, 
but apparently they were collecting data on uh, race, gender, age for 17,000 Black Lives Matter protesters. And she, you know, she really? and others want to know why that is. And, they, you know, they haven't gotten a response yet. But, of course, and they also want to know where they is this information being given to the government in any way, which is completely illegal. It's against a Supreme Court ruling. And, you know, right. It's, it's kind of it's fishy that it's, you know, specifically and that many. And, you know, here Trump's worried about TikTok because of their information mining and 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 then they're going to have another, you know, company possibly being do, doing it for them. I Right. That sounds really suspect to me. Yeah, that wasn't even on my radar. That's very interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past wouldn't put it past it being dirty tricks. Like I said, we'll see what happens with it. Um you never know on these things till the end. But I it sounds like someone something someone would do, whether it was Republicans, whether it was just someone independent just doing it for someone else. Uh, data is gold these days, right? That's all people are trying to do is scrub your data from anywhere they can. So Exactly. We'll see. Well, that'll be an interesting story to follow because I had not heard that one yet, but it sounds entirely plausible. Uh, um, what do you think about, I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I need to brush up a little bit more on uh, the Cory Bush ousting uh, the incumbent, uh, do you have anything um, on that? I, have you... I don't. I know. I know the broad strokes of it. I know the broad strokes are the person she beat uh, was a 20-year incumbent, yeah. was in office mm-hmm. for 20 years. That she is one of the progressive Democrats, um, a la the AOC and the Squad type people. Um, so she yeah. has that backing by that group. I don't know enough about it. I mean. Okay. I I don't have a real problem with progressive Democrats. I don't like if they try to hijack the entire agenda. You got to be flexible, just as the mainstream Democrats need to be flexible of uh, progressive agendas. I think progressives rarely will take on a lot of the mainstream agendas. They want their way or the highway a lot. So that's one thing I don't like. But I don't know enough about her. Like I said, it it's, uh, definitely was a come from behind win. It was definitely in the in the realm of a uh, AOC type win, where it was someone very progressive taking out somebody that has been in office quite a long time. So I say I, good I, on I him. It's, it's I that it's person, I, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a, I think if it's a leap can't, or a step towards a multi, you know, more than a two party system, you know, it's it's a step in the right direction. I believe. Hey, if you've been in office for 20 years and you don't have people backing up everything you do, then you're doing something wrong, right? I mean, I I can't see – if if you're there for 20 years, people are going to love you or just not care about you, right? And I think that's what happened. I think people just didn't care about me. He didn't do enough for his district to make them go – wow, I can't vote for someone else because he's done X, Y, and Z for me. If he's done yeah. X, Y, and Z, he wouldn't be out of office right now. So I don't really well, feel sorry for him. I don't know if this girl's any yeah, better maybe, than him. I mean, 
after but, 20 yeah. years, he just got a little complacent, you, you know, just, hey, sure. this, is, this is mine to have. And, you know, maybe, you know, you get a little lazy if you, if you think the job right. is, is guaranteed. Not that he was lazy. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, apparently no, exactly. he must have let his, let his guard down a, a bit. Right. He just wasn't. Yeah. He, I mean, if you're the person of the people, you're going to get you're going to win. Right. I don't think she was able to pull off any dirty tricks. She either went door to door, whatever she yep. did. She won fair and square. So if you're not holding up um, your constituents, if they're if they're not don't have that faith in you, you've done something wrong uh, after 20 mm. years, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I live in a very interesting area. My representative, my state house representative in the in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. in Congress is Tim mm-hmm. Ryan. And okay. Tim Ryan um, ran for president unsuccessfully. And he has been a congressman for this area for a long time. I know Tim personally. Um, he is a good guy. Um, definitely um, I wouldn't call him a progressive. He's a strong mainline Democrat, but he embraces um, progressive ideals. And he's kind of had the same thing going on where everyone's trying, ever since Trump's been in, everyone's saying, what has Ryan done for our area lately? And he's been having to prove his, prove his mettle on what he's done for this area. And I thought he's done it really well, which is like something I said this guy, this guy probably did not do. Because you do, I think, if you're going to represent someplace over and over again, you can't just do what happened. I mean, these Congress people are up every two years, right? That's the difference between representatives and senators. Senators have every six years. Um, congressional people are every two years, right? They're up all the time. Mm-hmm. So you have two years to do something for your constituents before they have a chance to get you out. You can't rest on something you did 2.4 years ago. It's not going to matter. They want to know what happened in the last two years. So if they, if they haven't heard from you, you're not getting the Christmas card, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so we'll see what plays out. Like I said, I don't know enough about her. I know it was an in the news type race because of that, because of him being a longtime incumbent, because of her being very progressive Democrat to the left. I don't know any more than that. So we'll have to see what happens here. I don't know who the Republican challenger is. I'm sure it's probably the same deals we talked about with the young trans woman earlier that it's probably a mostly Democrat leaning area. So she probably will get elected, which would be a good thing. I want to keep a Democrat in there. Absolutely. But how, how her politics will play out. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but it's the first time I've ever seen the name Bush and, and, you know, become excited and happy for it. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Just saying. Well said. <laughs> well said, did, my friend. Did you see the uh it was a little uh Biden interview where he was asked about the uh taking the cognitive test? No. What do you what do you say? What do you oh. have to say oh, Grandpa Joe. I mean, he's so off the you'll have to see it because I can't you know uh repeat it verbatim. But he just pretty much says he's very casual, like no. He was like he said, hell no, he didn't take it, and he said, why why should he? Um, and then he made some sort of uh, reference to the reporter being on cocaine or something. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah. no! And it's like, oh Joe, Joe, edit, edit, edit. Um, 
I had somebody on uh, Facebook who does little podcasty things, and she says, you know, well, how dare he, you know, in 2020 say that to a black man? To which uh, I responded to her, well, he shouldn't say that. Accused a reporter of doing cocaine to anyone. Exactly. Why are you pointing out, especially blacks? I'm sorry, there was a little undercover racism in her uh, in her statement, which was really interesting. Like, okay, what's the? No, he shouldn't have said that to any reporter, man, woman, right? Uh, you know, black, white. Why? What are you trying to say about black that that makes it worse that he mentioned a drug? Right. She didn't answer. Well, she didn't right. answer, of course. Well, that <laughs> exactly. was a good point to bring up. Great point to bring up. Well, and in fact, Trump today is, I mean, he's trying to pounce on this Biden cognitive thing. He wants, um, he just mentioned four hours ago, he wants a fourth debate before the first mail-in votes start happening, or he wants to move the one scheduled for September 29th up to the beginning of September because he's scared now. He knows what you and I and, and Brandon have been talking about for the last two weeks is there's uh, early voting starting uh, three to four weeks before the very first debate. Mm. And he knows he's losing now that he can't catch up this ground. So now today he announced either wants a fourth debate with Joe on the first week of September, or he wants to move the September 29th debate to the first week of September. And I hope Joe's team does not go for it. Well, what do you think about him wanting don't. to do ca- campaign speeches uh, at the White House? Well, yeah, they announced that today as well, that he wants to do his, um, instead of going to wherever it was going to be, North Carolina or down to Florida there, he wants to do his nomination acceptance speech from the White House. Now, the chief of staff guy, the Kevin McCarthy chief of staff, says it would not be from the Oval Office, which is damn good, because that is just totally wrong. But well, even sort anywhere of, in the White House, the... yeah, sorry, it has ahead. a propriety of – someone's kind of brought up the Hatch Act to him because you can't – the Hatch Act is okay. about doing, do, getting gain from being the president or being – Yeah, the, using the office for – Getting gain from being an office. He's saying, like he's been saying all along, I'm the president. No rules apply to me. There's no rules in Congress that apply to me, which has been proven false in one case, at least in Supreme Court. And he's still fighting it in another case in Supreme Court. But he honestly does think that there's nothing that applies to him as president. He has absolute total authority. He believes that in every ounce of his being, which should scare the hell out of people. He doesn't think anything applies to him. You know, I think even take the president out of I think that's 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 greatly increased his narcissistic view on himself because, you know, he's called out presidents before. So right. he obviously doesn't truly believe that the president's above the law. I think he believes he as the president is above the law. Right. No, very very well said. And I think there's a big right. difference between the two. No, I think you're right. I think it does come from his own narcissism. You're right. Very, very true. So, yeah, so that was interesting that he's calling that. Also on the Biden front, Biden is, and in the same front of the where to give the nomination speech, Biden is not going to be doing his in Wisconsin now. 
Um, Wisconsin was hmm. where the Democrat convention was going to be. They, of course, closed that up. They're not doing conventions anywhere. But Biden was still going to go make his acceptance speech um, in Wisconsin. Now he's not going to do it citing coronavirus. He's going to do it out of Delaware, which hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's just logistics. I think it would have been a nice show, even if he did it with six people in the audience from Wisconsin, I think it would have been nice to acknowledge that state that they did grant them a convention. Sorry, you guys can't do the convention, but I'm going to come to your state and do my speech. Cause that's one of the reasons that Hillary lost Wisconsin, um, Michigan and Pennsylvania. Cause she didn't campaign there. She thought she had it sewn in the bag. So she didn't really and campaign. You have to be concerned. And they should be concerned with how that will be spun. Not what people, right. you know, it will be spun as, hey, you know, you as a state, you weren't worth them coming. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll dig in and make it even more of a thing than it really is. Right. And so he, he should, he should go. He should, he should freaking do it. Yep. I think he should do it. I think, like I said, all you have to do is do, I mean, if you're worried about COVID, you go there, you quarantine before you go there, which he's been doing really well on doing. You quarantine, you go there, you do it in a very secure place, but do it, even if you have to do it from an empty auditorium in the middle of Wisconsin, do it somewhere for them. I think we owe that to them, for them losing the convention due to COVID. Ooh. I think that you could at least honor them by doing your acceptance speech somewhere in the state even if it's just you on a plane somewhere in their freaking airport. I just think that's very disrespectful. Find a park, (laughs) you know, in the middle of a nice, beautiful park somewhere. And, you know, tell people how wonderful and beautiful the state is. Give your speech, get on the plane, go home. Wisconsin's right on Lake Michigan there. You can do it from a boat. (laughs) Do it from a boat a couple (laughs) couple, of Yards out from shore there I don't know, something While, you, I while think you're fishing, you know Relate right. to the people, catch a fish Yeah, I just don't think It's it's a good look And uh, I don't know, it hasn't been played out that One way or another Bad or good yet so I'm just giving my personal opinion Because that's what the show's all about Telling how we feel these last 100 days are going I think it's oh, a yeah. rookie mistake Personally as I told some friends who, who've listened in, I say, I am not reporting the news. This is not the news. Right. This, exactly. is just, this is just my opinion. This is just two queens sassy and chatting about politics. So thank you. That's what I, and if you need to know I more like about it. something we talk about, that's what Google's for. You do your own homework. We're just here to chat. There you go. I like that. Well said. Hey, um, there's a note. There was a notice in our local paper here today because it's starting to happen here, and it's happening in four other states that some main Republicans that are part of Trump's fundraising apparatus in the past and things like this, uh, Republicans in four states now, including aforementioned Wisconsin, we just talked about, are now trying to help. Kanye West get on the ballot in these states for president. Oh, for the love of Jesus. Can you believe it? I mean, it's bad enough that his own wife is saying he has bipolar issues and that we really shouldn't take this 
presidency bid with a grain of salt. But now you have Republicans feeding into this bipolarness by trying to get him on ballots because they hope he will take away some of Joe Biden's African-American vote. You know what helps with bipolarness? Taking your meds. Right, exactly, right? Which he's publicly said, I don't take them sometimes. (laughs) There you go. They've worked. They've worked and successfully got him on ballots in Missouri, Arkansas, and Illinois. They're trying now to get him on Wisconsin and my state of Ohio. That's how I read about that this morning. So, um, yeah, very, very, very interesting. Because uh, if you look at Trump's votes, I mean, those three states that we talked about, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, between those three states, there was only 73,000 votes that made the difference. Hillary would have been president with the 73,000 votes. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how this Kanye thing plays out. But I just thought it was very interesting that there are these Trump supporters that are helping him get on these states. Who do you Uh, think – I'm – I'm running it through my head right now. Who do you think will would vote for him? I I just can't imagine just because I'm a fan of his music. I mean, maybe I'm giving some people more credit than I should be giving, but I I'm just trying to think of what would motivate somebody to vote for them. You know, I I know why. What would motivate somebody to vote for you know somebody other than than Biden because you know they. They're into the third party system or they're green or they're, you know, they're a never Hillary person or blah, blah, blah. But why a Kanye? That's what it'd be. I think it'd be along those lines, it'd be a protest vote. I don't think anyone would seriously vote for Kanye to be president of the United States. I think it'd be a protest vote where they don't like Trump. They don't like Biden. They don't like anyone else or they want to screw it to the man somehow by putting Kanye on Mm. there. And I think that's the only reason. I don't think anyone truly believes. If you truly believe that Kanye would make a good president, you have a little bit of issue yourself and might want to get checked out for bipolar disorder. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't think that anyone would seriously consider him as a viable candidate. But it's going to be interesting. Do we pull? There's a, there's well, who a, knows? I mean, you know, this this could be just something he does leading up to it and then drops out at the last minute, you know, and releases an album <laughs> because he's gotten all this. He's oh, that's so 100% free true. For it. Right. No, 100% true. But the, but the thing is that the wheels of progress move too slowly. Once he gets qualified to be on these ballots, even if he drops out, his name will be on there. So there'll be some yahoos uh, somewhere true. that are going to boot to – and fill him in just for the heck of it. So. And I know people in 2016 who just because they didn't take voting seriously uh, that year in particular, who thought, who think it's funny to write in, you know, something, something uh, silly like Yosemite Sam or, oh, look, I said that right. Yosemite Sam or, or Roadrunner or something like that. <laughs> you know, it, I got that little subtle dig. I got that little subtle thing in there, Mr. Michael Vega. You are a fly man. I like it. Very good. I am tossing my hair on the uh, on this line over here. 
Hey, can we go into something silly for a second that's not necessarily politics or election, but I just like it? I love silly. Thing. Go for it. Okay. What about, I mean, you know, I love me a nut job religious wack, wacko, right? Wackadoodle. Mm-hmm. So the latest one, we have good old Jerry Falwell Jr. had <laughs> a picture. I don't know if it was on his or someone else's social media. He's the president of Liberty mm-hmm. University, which refused to close campus during COVID, by the way. But Jerry Falwell Jr. on Wednesday apologized. I guess he posted himself. He posted a photo of him in unzipped pants with an arm around a woman, but defended the incident as a vacation costume party that was just in good fun. He deleted the photo immediately when he was getting blowback for it because he's been kind of caught in like a womanizing position before. But so mm-hmm. now he posted his own photo of him with his zipper open and uh, underwear, you can see through it, with his hand around a woman that's not his wife, um, with, I guess they were holding up a glass of wine or some kind of cocktail, and appeared to be aboard a yacht. And I just love when religious leaders like this get taken down a peg or five. So he's trying to explain uh, this away, and he d- immediately deleted it off of his social media. What but, kind of? I mean, I, I'm reading it now, and apparently it's his uh, wife's assistant. <laughs> As if that makes it any better. Um, wow. So what? A costume party? Is that what you said? He says it, it was, was it, part it was, of a costume party that was just in good fun—a vacation costume party. Who has a vacation costume party on a yacht? How big is that yacht? How many people are there? <laughs> I well, mean, here, seriously? <laughs> oh, apparently here on Politico he says uh, she's pregnant, so she couldn't get her she couldn't get her pants up. He said, and I was like trying to like my I had a pair of jeans that I hadn't worn in a long time, so I couldn't get mine zipped either. And so, and so, I just put my belly, I just put my belly out like hers. So they both had whatever. What? I guess, I guess she did too. Then, okay. Very, very interesting. Was there other people around them? Was there? Was it looked like this was a pretty deserted yacht? I mean, what's the context here? I need more context. I just kind of read the article and went, "What the heck?" I just love seeing. Religious leaders embarrassed like this. <laughs> does Not my heart so holy, holier than thou? Exactly. It's one of my favorite well, you know, my experience, heart moments. Uh huh. In, in my experience, anyone that has to tell you how good a person they are and how you know uh, 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 holier than thou they are, it's probably quite the opposite. Right, most, right. Most right, people right. don't have to tell you what kind of person they are. So the minute somebody nope. tells me, "Oh, I'm this, I'm that," my mind always goes, "Hmm, you're probably the opposite, aren't you?" Exactly. Well, it's going to be interesting. We are at 91 days till this election, my friend, and uh, things are heating up fast. I mean, we got a lying president. We got. Joe that loves to make gaffes, or I don't know if he loves to do it, but does it quite often. 
we have a uh, an interesting 91 days ahead of us. People are dug in on both sides. I just hope that uh, we can end this. As we say in our title last hundred days question mark are we going to survive the next 91 days what's your prediction it could be <laughs> the end could be so delicious uh he just uh there was a subpoena for his financial records uh for eight years and he has asked the judge to invalidate the subpoena which you know isn't going to happen but apparently i just read that you know this all goes through and you know he doesn't get elected his kids could also be in the slamma with him Oh, right, right, exactly. You have to oh, my, my gosh. Social... Did you see my social media post today, my little funnies? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I, I one found a great guys? one in there. Remember the um, wackadoodle doctor that he was promoting and being such a great doctor, the one that believes oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the demon sperm and everything? So there uh, was a picture of uh, that I put up today demon. that I loved of um, the three Trump kids, and it says, oh, when it demon sperm meets alien DNA. It's such a great caption. <laughs> I love that meme. I mean, it shows the three I, Trump kids. <laughs> I just, all I, you know, I'm looking at it, but all I see are placard with numbers in front of them in orange yeah, jumpsuits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wackadoodle time. Fun, fun stuff. Yeah, good, All right. Good, well, good we only time, have two time. minutes, my friend, and we got to sign out here yep. for today. Any last thoughts before we leave our friendly viewing audience, listening audience? Uh, I, vote, vote. I, I don't care if if you think it's a sure thing here in California. As I was telling uh, a friend this week, even if it's a sure blue thing here, a a landslide win here as opposed to a marginal win, would send such an amazing message about California, I about agree. voters, about, you know, a, a landslide would, would give so much more hope to, to people. And so, oh, anyway, even if you know we're going blue here in California, freaking vote. That's my message. There you go. I agree. And guys, be sure to uh, follow us on social media. Again, it's Last 100 days pod, P-O-D, and that's 100 with the numbers not spelled out. So last 100 days pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. Let us know what you think of the show and what your thoughts are on the upcoming election here. We'll be here for the next 91 days, Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock Pacific and 8 o'clock Eastern time. We appreciate all your time. And you can also download, just search Last 100 Days podcast on the Google search engine. If you miss an episode and you can find us on Spotify and uh, iTunes and Google Podcasts and listen to us at your leisure. Like I said, yesterday was a great show. We talked all about LGBTQ candidates that are running this year that I'm very, very proud of. So, Michael, where can they find you on social media, my friend? Uh, Michael Vega on Facebook and IMDb and Michael Vega Act on Instagram and Twitter. I, uh, it's, uh, Michael Vega underscore Act. Michael Vega Act. Because that's what there I do. There you go. 
And you can follow me at, at Left of Straight, L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R, and the number eight. We are out of here. We're going to play out a little Kevin McHale from Glee. This is his song, Help Me Now, because we need to get them out of office. Help us now. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.